Hello and welcome. Episode 11 of the Sports Leadership Podcast, along with Kevin DeShazo from Culture Wins Championships. This is Mark Hodgkin. Excited about today's episode. Glad to be back. It's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, talked to you all, but uh, hope everything is well for our listeners and um, you know, excited about this topic. We're going to get a little, uh, dare I say, philosophical today, talk a little bit about things that uh, provide meaning in our life and what the components of a, a meaningful life are. Um, but before we get into that, uh, Kevin, how are we doing today? Mark, I'm fantastic. Uh, it's been a busy semester, which is why we've not connected uh, on an episode in a few weeks. I've been on the road. You've been busy. I know you were out at the Final Four. Um, I've been visiting with, with schools, doing social media training, doing leadership development. Um, I'm home this week for the first time in about six weeks before heading back out on the road. Um, next week, doing some, some uh, culture development with Navy coaches, and then we're hosting a leadership event next week. Uh, and on that note, just real quickly, I do core groups for people in athletics, college or pro. This is a 12-month program, 12-month um, system, whatever we want to call it, um, where we get seven to eight leaders um, to meet twice a month over video call for an hour. And then we get some one-on-one time throughout the month as well to walk through all of our Culture Wins Championships content. You get our toolkit, walk through um, self-awareness, walk through communication, walk through work-life balance, walk through building influence how we operate under stress, kind of the kryptonite that can take us out. Um, we've just finished up uh, two core groups. Mark, we've talked about it often that you were one of those, um, a part of one of those, and it was just so fun to do and fun to see the transformation. So I'm about to start up another one. Um, we've got a few people already signed up. If you guys are interested, again, pro, college, administrator, coach, if you are involved in the athletics industry, um, would love to have you be a part of it. Shoot me uh, a message on Twitter, at Kevin DeShazo, and I'll give you all the details um, again, we're going to start those up in, in a couple weeks. Um, but I'm really excited about the topic we have today, a topic that Mark's been reading a lot about, um, and this idea of what is a meaningful life um, and what does that mean for us as leaders. Before we dig in um, and, and Mark kicks us off, how are, how are things been going in your world? Yeah, everything is good here as well. Uh, you mentioned uh, I was out in the Final Four seeing uh, a lot of people um, that, uh, that I haven't seen in a while, which is great. Like, uh, like NACTA, it's, uh, something where you, you bump into a lot of people in love that was outstanding. And, uh, we've started up our prep, um, from a new line perspective, which is a company I work for, uh, for NACTA down here in beautiful central Florida. And, uh, it's hard to believe that it's only about eight weeks. So we have a lot of work to do, but, uh, hopefully we'll be seeing a lot of our listeners there and, uh, maybe shooting some content as well. And, um, yeah, as Kevin said, we just finished up um, the core group. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be part of uh, that for the last 12 months. Really was an outstanding experience. And thanks again, Kevin, for, for including me. Learned a ton, stuff that I think I'll, I'll carry over for probably the rest of my professional life. Uh, it, it was great. It was, uh, it was wonderful to see kind of the, um, the impact and the changes we had of our group that got through it. And it was, uh, it, it was totally worthwhile, totally um, uh, valuable and hope everybody, you know, it's great to listen to this, but you'll get a lot more out of being able to have that, that dialogue and that give and take and the one-on-one conversations to really develop. So hope you all can check that out. But um, as, as Kevin said, the, the topic today we're going to talk about is, you know, what makes a meaningful life. And this is kind of a phrase that I took from a book that I finished up while I was out in Phoenix um, called Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life by uh, these two bloggers, Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus, who go by the minimalists. And again, we won't really go into too much of the, the idea of, uh, of minimalism per se, but what they talk about is uh, these five components of a meaningful life that, uh, that we all have, that we all spend time with, um, and that we need to be cons- uh, conscious of. So Kevin talks about this a lot, that to be uh, a healthy leader and have a healthy culture, you have to be 
take care of yourself. So um, I think we can always talk more about, you know, how to be, to live a more meaningful life. So anyway, the items that they say uh, comprise this are health. You know, you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to take care of your mental and physical health. If you have a great job, all the money in the world, um, you know, soulmate, uh, spouse, um, but you only have a month or two to live because you haven't taken care of yourself, really what's the purpose there? Um, this is uh, something that's been a, a challenge for me in my life and something that I think is incredibly important. You've got to take care of your health. Uh, number two, relationships. We can have all the power and all the, the, the titles and the, the money and the, you know, whatever we have in our life. But if you don't have meaningful relationships, it's hard to imagine a real uh, meaningful or impactful life. Uh, number three is passion. Um, you got to have passion for things you do, whether that's in your work or your uh, private life. Got to be able, There's got to be things that really fuel that fire in within, and um, those are important. Uh, number four, the principle of growth. You know, if we're not if we're not growing, we're dying. You know, if you're not getting better, if you're not improving your craft, improving your skills, um, you're really going backwards. So growth needs to be part of uh, meaningful life. And then finally, uh, contribution. You know, and, and that can go in a number of different directions: contributing, mentoring, um, giving back, community service, um, uh, helping other people that are maybe not as fortunate. So uh, those kind of five things are um, what they describe as the five components of a meaningful life and what we'll, we'll kind of get into this um, and about how you balance this and how you consider this. But um, Kevin, I guess I'll throw it back to you, uh, your initial thoughts when you heard, uh, heard those lists and how you think it ties into uh, to leadership. Yeah, I love it. And I think you, you mentioned earlier is that um, when we talk about creating a healthy culture, we talk about creating um, effective, productive, connected teams um, all that starts with the leader, right? Leaders define culture, leaders set the tone. And if, if a leader isn't healthy, uh, it, it should be really difficult to create um, a team that is healthy, a team that communicates well, um, because we can't give what we don't possess. And so I, that's why we, when we go in and work with teams and programs, I love sitting down with the leader first and doing what we call a leader intensive and just walking through you know, their personality, where they go under stress, what their issues are right now. Say, how can we get you healthy so that you can give that to your team? And so I think this is another lens uh, in which we can look at, at leader health. Um, and I, I think what, you know, when I see a lot of times in, in leaders, and this is not unique to athletics, even though this is kind of our, our focus um, for the podcast and the world we live in, um, we're just so busy and we're just task dominated um, that we don't consider these things. Um, or we just focus on maybe contribution, how we're producing in the world. Um, but we don't think about whether or not we're passionate. We don't think about our health. We don't think about whether or not we're growing. Um, we don't, we don't um, consider our relationships. We're just focused on what's in front of us and the work that needs to get done, which I think increases our level of stress. I think that increases our level of unhappiness. I think it makes us feel like our life is not very meaningful when, when we're so focused on tasks. Um, I was listening to a podcast last week. I highly recommend um, people check it out. Um, it was the Entree Leadership Podcast, and Ken Coleman was interviewing Ryan Holiday, which we've talked about before, um, author of Ego um, is the Enemy and Obstacle is the Way. He had this great phrase, we are kind of prisoners of the moment and in, in giving into the tyranny of urgency, uh, which I think really applies here in that we don't take time to think about like not just how meaningful is our life, but how healthy are we in, in these five areas? We use what we call the peace index, looking at how healthy are you with, in your purpose, with your people in your life and the place that you're at um, your actual location. Um, but it's really similar to this. And, and, and most of us just show up and work and we work through these lists and we work on projects and we finish one, we move on to the next one. Um, and, and again, an idea we've hit a thousand times, we go through life accidentally um, and we just show up and do the work that we have to do 
instead of being intentional and saying, wait a minute, what's, what's got me off kilter? Like what, there's something missing. Um, I'm, and it could be, I'm successful. It could be, I'm getting promotions, uh, but we always feel that there's something missing in our life. And I think part of that comes from this, um, not even, not an inability, but this unwillingness to just stop and slow down and take a, a big picture, 30,000 foot view of our life. And again, you can look through the lens of these five things or a number of other, other things. Where am I happy right now? Where am I successful right now? Where am I healthy right now? And what, what areas am I unhealthy that are holding me back um, from being happy and from actually living a meaningful life? What comes out to you when you kind of process through these things? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it's, and these, these will change, right? Like where you are at different points of your life. But to me, you know, almost every time of my life, I could look at even retroactively and it, it, through these, these five things and say, okay, here was a time where I was doing well, um, but I was ignoring, uh, you know, relationships. Um, I was taking those things for granted. Um, I was um, spending all my time on, on either growth and contribution or maybe passion. And it was, it was driving me to a place where I was not having the relationships I needed to have. And I was not investing in those things. And I think we all know that, in, you know, subconsciously that, that you need to be well-rounded. You need to have a, a level of balance. And like I said, it's going to be a different different balance for every part of your life. It's going to be a different equation. There's no, you know, there's not a perfect day maybe where you get 20% on, on health and 20% of your time is relationships. 20% of your time is dedicated to your passion. That's not realistic. We know we live in the real world. We know that there's things that come up, but we know that there's times you have to be in line with the DMV and that's not going to contribute to any of this. There's going to be staff meetings that maybe don't contribute to this. But um, I also think an interesting way to look at it is, if you look at your calendar and you look at things, okay, this is a, maybe this is, feels like a time waste, or this is something that is not contributing to any of these areas. You know, an example could be um, your morning commute, right? You know, that's maybe you have a 40 minute drive and it's literally now just listening to talk radio or listening to music, um, which is fine. But if you said, okay, that's 40 minutes, maybe I can donate, uh, dedicate that to, you know, a growth opportunity, a podcast that, that develops your leadership skills or something about your industry that you work in, or, you know, maybe you use that as time for relationships, make phone calls to people you uh, you haven't talked to in a while and you haven't, uh, haven't been clicking with. So there's all these opportunities, no matter how busy we are to kind of incorporate certain, certain levels of this. But, you know, if we, we probably talked about it, Kev, on every one of our core group calls, you know, there, the intentionality of life is, is so crucial. I think we talked about it every single call that you, you, we live accidentally, you have to live intentionally. And just thinking about, thinking about this is a great first step of, you know, where, where we're at and where our equilibrium is and things like that. Yeah. And I think the other piece is, is considering based on our personality, where do we tend to focus? Uh, some of us, you know, our per, we, we are just very, very driven and very ambitious. And so maybe we spend a lot of our time focused on growth and contribution, um, and, and so we're really successful there, but we've neglected are really passionate about the work that we're doing. Is there a purpose in the work that we're doing? Maybe, maybe our dedication, our ambition has actually, um, caused us to have health issues. I know when I was first starting Fieldhouse, I loved what I was doing. I was working my tail off. Um, but when, when, you know, I, I've told the story before I, I went two years without making a single dollar, which is not awesome. That adds to a significant amount of stress and I wasn't taking care of myself. And so I, I I'm, skinny guy anyway, but I lost a significant amount of weight to where I look ill in some of our family pictures. Uh, and it, I wasn't, I wasn't taking care of myself. My life was completely out of balance. And so I think we have to look at, at how we tend to operate, what things are natural for us, 
but also looking at how we operate under stress. Because uh, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a driven person, um, but I'm not, you know, work is not, ever, is not everything to me. It's never been everything to me. Uh, I love being with my family. I love going home early and just hanging out with my kids. Uh, I, I love being with people and relationships. Um, so I, I've never, you know, work, work um, has, has generally not gotten in the way of my relationships or my health. But for a season, it did and it was because I was operating out of stress. So I think we have to have that level, level of self-awareness as well to know, okay, where do I tend to operate? What do I tend to neglect? Um, and then when I go under stress, what, what happens? Does that flip? Um, but I, I think it's also a great point that we go through seasons um, where we have to be focused on on work or we, we have to be focused on um, relationships or certain things are going to move up and down. And there's not a, this isn't a, like I said, a, a perfect balance across all five of these things. It's, are you healthy in that area? And it's not to confuse healthy with number four, with, with health being an issue, being part of this, um, but just general, are you in a good spot on each of these areas? There's no magic number. Let's say you rate each one zero to hundred percent. It's not, you need to be um, 80% in, in everything, you know, it's, it's just, where are you? Um, what, you know, what a good number is. So if, if it's, if you're at 60% health on growth, you, you're probably going to feel like, man, I'm not, I've, I'm in the same spot I was in two years ago, you know? Um, and I love your suggestion is, is looking at which areas you're struggling at and, and, and not just hoping that that's going to get better. What's your plan? So if it, uh, the commute is a, is a fantastic example, that's a great time of growth for people. And, and podcasts have made that so easy where we haven't before you're having to get books on tape, right. Or books on CD and, and having to go find these things and uh, podcasts. I mean, you've got endless podcasts that you can listen to, whether it's leadership, whether it's graphic design, whether it's time, whatever it is, that's a great time for you to invest in yourself and, and grow. Um, if it's contribution, you know, finding ways, finding the actual purpose in your work, or maybe it's something, maybe you need a hobby that can, that can um, give you some purpose. How do you stir up passion in your work? And I think we, we tend to lose all these things again, because we just get so caught up in the work itself um, that we forget why we got into the work. We forget the people that we're working with and the people that we're working for. And so we lose some of that passion because we get overwhelmed by the work. And so that's, that's, you know, we, I think this also applies to the five years language. We have to stop and, and get in some first gear time, some rest and recharge, which number one helps our health. Um, but number two, it gives us a fresh perspective so we can actually see and remind ourselves of who we are, why we are, what, why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and so some of that comes in into making sure we, we're, we're scheduling that time for first gear so we can have an honest assessment of these five areas and see what we need to improve. Um, and then again, having a plan to actually get better at these things. Yeah. And I think, you know, another one that's, that's interesting to me is this idea of growth. Um, you know, some of the stuff, you know, you can hear it as, as we're talking about it, the, uh, the people in sports business or, or any leadership position, they're, they're so busy. Um, you know, sometimes this can feel a little, you know, touchy feely, a little too philosophical. I totally get that, you know, but growth is a key element and growth, you know, that can be growth in your job. That could be, um, you know, if you, if you're, not advancing the way you want to in your career in five or 10 years, you know, that's, that's, a, that'll drag everything else down. So this isn't all just, you know, needing to work on things that don't affect, you know, what you're getting a paycheck for. I think they can all, they can all tie into that. You can develop better relationships at work. You can focus on things that, that you're passionate about that will help fuel that fire and get you up, get you into the office, you know, energized in the, in the morning. I think that's there, you know, obviously contribution, uh, finding other people in your organization, 
helping other people. That's a relationship thing and a, and a contribution thing. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't want it to sound too much, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you can kind of, uh, kind of hear people say, Oh, well, this would be great in a perfect world, but I live in college athletics and I have, uh, I'm not making money and I'm, I'm trying to grind and I'm trying to do this and I have coaches and I have student athletes and I have these things that are in the way. But, um, again, like a lot of things we've talked about, can I want to challenge and say, is this an excuse? Is this something that you're saying that, that, that um, is the real impetus to, to the problem, but um, there's also ways you can, can get better. And there's, there's things that every one of us can do today. And, and you alluded to it, to kind of taking a, an inventory of where you're at in an assessment. I think that would be a, you know, a great first step. You hit it on the head where it's, um, I, I love college athletics. Like I, I love the industry that we get to work in, even though we're both kind of outsiders now. Um, I mean, you were insider working at a conference. I've never been an insider, um, but I love the industry that we get to be a part of. I love the people who are in it. I hear a lot of excuses, right? And you were saying, yeah, that's good at your nine to five, you know, corporate job, but this is college athletics. Um, I've got this and this and this, and I don't have time for that. And so I, and, and not trying to be jerks here, but that is, that is an excuse. Um, it's, it's just simply an excuse to stay where we are and to not get better and to put the blame on someone else for our situation, for our lack of growth, for our lack of passion, for our lack of health, for our strained relationships. A great tool that we use is um, inhibition versus prohibition. Who's actually stopping you? Like who's stopping you from growing? Who's stopping you from being passionate? Who's stopping you from upping your level of health? Um, is somebody physically stopping you, like preventing you and, and pro- prohibiting you from taking the steps you need to get better in, in certain areas? Or is it all you mentally? Because it's hard work to do these things. Like, let's not, we don't want to sugarcoat it. Like, being, being a leader is hard. Being a healthy leader is hard. Um, taking responsibility for your growth and your own development is, and your health and your relationships, uh, it's, it's hard. But it's not going to happen accidentally. You can't just hope it happens. And we can't put that on, on other people. And, and 99% of the time, nobody is stopping us from, from focusing on these areas. Um, it, it's our own inhibition. Um, and, and it's simply because it's, it's, it's risky, it's difficult, it's awkward. And we don't like awkward things. I, I, I think one of my biggest frustrations, and I've mentioned this before, I'm not sure if it's on the podcast or not, but one of my biggest frustrations in the leadership development world is that we've stripped everything down to make it appear really easy to build healthy culture, to be a great leader, to build great relationships. No, it's, it's extremely difficult. Um, you don't just do three things and magically you're a good leader and magically your team grows. It, it's really hard, which is why you know, the process that we use with culture wins championships, like it's not when we tell some of the leaders, like this is what we're going to go through. Like, well, don't you have something easier? I guess you don't want healthy culture (laughs) is is genuinely my response. I guess you don't want to actually get better um, because it's not easy. There's no easy way out. Um, So I I think the same with this, we have to take ownership. Number one, we have to be realistic. Um, You know, three questions we ask people a lot is, is what is like, what's the reality right now? Let's be honest about the reality. What, what could be, like how, how, what's, if everything were perfect, what could it look like? And then what will be, okay, what am I going to do to actually bring reality? And, and maybe the, what could be becomes reality. But, but right now, what, what, what can I do, um, to, to level up, to, to get better at my health, at relationships. And I, and I want to just quickly touch on relationships. Everyone talks about how relationships are the key to, to business, to leadership, to teamwork, to culture. We all know that. I think most of us neglect that, um, and if, if the relationships aren't healthy, and that could be with spouse, that could be with kids, certainly your team, uh, that can throw everything else off balance. 
Um, it doesn't matter how successful we are if we've neglected those relationships. So that's, I think all these are, are, are probably equal uh, of equal importance. That's one of the two that I think we, we genuinely neglect are probably health and relationships. Um, and same health may be just as important. You know, if we're, if we're flying high, we're getting promoted and, and, and hashtag winning as Charlie Sheen would say, um, but we're dying, right? We're, 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 our cholesterol is through the roof. We've got all these health issues. Um, we're not sleeping. We're stressed out. It's just not, we, we have to be healthy. We have to take care of, of, of ourselves um, so that we can give our team their, our best. They deserve our best. Our family deserves our best. Um, and if, if we're neglecting ourselves, our team sees that. I know we define culture. And so we're, we're passing that on and endorsing that lifestyle. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and the health thing is, is a tough one. And, and I guess, you know, I, I love what you're saying about kind of excuses and you know, these internal or external factors. Um, one of the, the things I'm always most interested in is our habits, how we, how we work through those, how we set them, uh, what they are. Um, I think I've talked about it on, on the podcast before. I have an app that I use religiously called Way of Life. It gives me a, a, the things I need to do every day. I check, it's green, it's red, you know, for good or bad. It's very visual um, and it's easy to see, you know. So recently I had noticed, you know, there's not enough uh, green check marks next to um, the health-oriented things, the, the workouts, the, the you know, I try to walk every day. I try to have a workout every day. I try to, um, you know, limit what I'm eating, what I'm, what I'm drinking, you know, that kind of thing noticed it was, it was, um, you know, not where I needed to be. And, uh, it doesn't need to be revolutionary to turn that around and get into some better habits going. Um, it's easy to say we need to take better care of our health. Um, and it can be intimidating if you think that requires a two hour workout every day and oh, I never be able to put that in, especially not in our spring sports and, you know, totally get that. Maybe it's, maybe it's a 15 minute uh, workout regimen that you can do in the morning. I mean, who, who really doesn't have 15 minutes? Um, not saying that's going to take you from overweight to cover of Men's Health magazine, but it it's going to get you in the right direction. It's going to establish a good habit. It's going to it's going to make you feel better. It's going to bring that balance. It's going to it's going to do it. And there's really no no excuse not to do something like that. You know, whether it's standing for an hour each day instead of sitting. Um, you know, there's a million things like this. These don't have to be groundbreaking issues. This could be a, a quick phone call on your drive home. We talk about the commute phone call to somebody you haven't talked to or touched base or a mentor meant a lot to you in the past. Um, uh, somebody who used to work for you, check in. That's, you know, that's a relationship win. And that's something that is not taking up a ton of time. I, I, I'm with you, Kevin, on the, um, I think there are too many excuses. I don't think it's, it's unique to college or, or sports business, but it's, you know, we all have, we all have things. We all have 24 hours in the day. We have different amounts of responsibility. There's no, no way around that. And, and you're right. It's uh, you and I are not working in a, um, you know, a, a team or a, a college organization at the moment. Um, you know, we've all seen it though up close and personal. We know, we know the challenges. We're not trying to be naive about it, but um, you know, we are, we are trying to bring challenge and say, Hey, can you look at this honestly, do a self-assessment and, and think about the, you know, sometimes small things we can do to get better. And I think, you know, it's, it's when we think of these areas or, or anything that we need to improve, I think when we're under stress, we naturally, um, when we think whether it's health or growth or relationships, we we go to the extreme. Oh, I don't have I don't have two hours a day to run. I I can't run a marathon, or you know I don't I can't go to that conference. I don't have that in my budget. Like whatever it is, we we go to the extreme end and saying instead of saying, well, what can I do today? I've got like you said, I've got 15 minutes to do a quick workout, and and 
if nothing else, it puts mentally your mental health, like it's a, it's a win there. It's good for your body and your physical health, but it's also good for your mental health to have those 15, 20 minutes, um, on growth. Well, I can't go to that conference. Why can't you listen to this podcast? Why can't you watch this quick video or attend this webinar that takes 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour? Um, and, and, and so finding what, yes, you can't do that, but what can you do? And we tend to, we tend to, you know, get paralyzed by we, what, what we can't do as opposed to saying, okay, I've got this much time in my day. What can I do to kind of fill in the slots on these things that, that I'm lacking in? Um, and again, us, that just requires us taking ownership. Um, and it's, and it's, you know, I, I think a, a great thing for people to do as we kind of walk through this is take each five, you know, growth, contribution, passion, health, and relationships, and just rate where you are one to a hundred. Uh, hundred obviously being you're healthy in that area, you're doing pretty well. And then divide that by five and see kind of what your overall, let's, let's just call it a meaningful index. This isn't scientific. We're just kind of um, improvising on this, but let's just call it your meaningful index and see how healthy you are. See, like, and, and I think it'll be obvious to you what's, if, if you're stressed out in life, if you feel like you've kind of lost meaning, I think, A, I think you already know that, but it's taking the time to sit down and do this. But then I think looking at the areas that are low, whatever you determine to be low or unhealthy, and then having a plan, what can I do today to take 15 minutes um, to figure out why, my, why I'm lacking passion and what's a habit I can start that I can do for the next 30 days um, that can kind of renew my passion. Okay, why am I lacking in growth? I'm, I've been in the same position. I haven't really gained any new skills. Okay, well, I have, I have 20 minutes a week that I can focus on growth. What can I do to, get, to, to grow in my skills, to grow in my, in my um, position, to grow in my role? Um, so just ha- having an actual plan to get better. Uh, and Because, again, knowing all these things doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you know that um, you're struggling with passion, you're struggling with relationships. Um, knowledge is great, but that has to lead to action. And so I think it's finding practical things, that you, ways to actually apply this into your life. Um, that's, how, that's how leadership transformation happens, right? When we take these learnings, we take this knowledge and apply it um, to, become, to become better, to get healthier, um, to grow, to, to establish better relationships, to heal or restore maybe some relationships. Um, we have to take that knowledge and, and, and move it into practice. Yeah, absolutely. So that, I guess that's our challenge uh, for the listeners this week. You know, take these five uh, areas, health, relationships, passion, growth, and contribution. If you think about an ideal person that you would want to be or a successful person, um, it's almost impossible to imagine somebody who wouldn't be successful if they're hitting, um, you know, good air, good levels on those five things. Somebody who's, who's healthy, who has great relationships with people around them, who's passionate about what they do, who's always growing, always getting better. And they're contributing. They're, they're making it about more than just themselves. I mean, you picture that person, that's somebody who's extremely successful. So I think that's a great a great model. And I think sitting down and looking at those five areas, where, where am I spending my time, one, and where am I feeling like I'm, I'm holding back? I'm, you know, maybe it's passion. You're saying, I love to play tennis. I haven't picked up the racket in six months. Okay. That, you know, there, there's, there's area might be able to fix that with, with a, you know, a game this weekend or something like that. So there's a million examples like that. So I agree. Why don't we take out a uh, you know, piece of paper, take five minutes and kind of jot down the areas. And I think, I think you'll see it pretty quick. There's no scientific formula. There wasn't in the book that, that we've talked about. Um, and there's no perfect answer. You know, a number for me might be a different from the number that Kevin and that 
that's okay. We're both where we need to be or not where we need to be. There's no, there's no magic number. So the first step is, is going in there, taking an honest assessment and honest evaluation of where we are and where we want to spend more time. And then, you know, I think this is pricing we'll be circling back on regularly as we go forward. Um, I certainly see enormous value. And, and uh, again, the, the book uh, I, I referenced at the beginning is called Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life uh, by Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan uh, Nicodemus. They have a blog um, and a podcast as well. Um, they do some interesting things. Again, you know, the, the, the minimalism angle of, of few possessions and things like that is something I've been dabbling in and, and finding valuable, but that's not, uh, you know, the only part of value that it can bring. So I would encourage people to check that out. I love it. And I, I think when we look at people who are successful, people who are happy, uh, people who are, are balanced, um, it's not just because they got lucky, right? They, they are intentional um, and they may not be specifically looking at growth, contribution, passion, health, and relationships, but they are intentional um, with the way they live, with the way they lead. They're always looking at ways to get better. Um, and, and that's, we're all capable of that. And so when, when we see people who are successful, we, we let's not just say, oh, well, it worked out for them. Um, that's my life's not going to be that way. I think we have to, again, own our role, um, own our reality and say, no, I can be happier. I can be better. I can grow. Um, I just have to show up on, on purpose and, and take actual stock of, of my life and find out the practical things I can do today. Um, and if you can have a win each day, that's huge mentally. Um, cause it can, all this can feel overwhelming and I, and I get that. Um, if you can have a, a, a win each day that you can mark down and know, Hey, I did that today. Um, that, that made me better in this area. I can do that again tomorrow. Um, I think that's a huge thing mentally for us. Um, as, as we become better leaders, as we try to, um, get healthier in our, in our life and, and to lead healthier teams. Um, cause again, leaders, we, we, we define culture. And so whatever we're, however we're living and leading, we're multiplying that health or that unhealth, um, into our team. And so they're following our lead. Uh, so if we can take time for rest and, and to reevaluate and to get better. Our team will, they, they will feel, um, the freedom to do that as well. If we're not taking time to do that, they're going to feel like they can't take time to do that. They just have to keep showing up and grinding, 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 grinding. Uh, and it's just not a healthy way to live. It's not a healthy way um, to lead. And that's not how we create championship culture. So great conversation. Uh, I love this idea. Thank you guys for listening. Um, again, check out the book, check out their podcast. Um, I think you will find it valuable. Uh, if you love our podcast, please give us a rating uh, and a review on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Share it with your team. If you have feedback, find us on Twitter um, at Kevin DeShazo at Mark underscore Hodgkin. And this is episode 11 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.